Welcome, guys, back to the Grateful Living Podcast. Today, I'm thankful to have Christian Leva with me. Christian is a data scientist professionally. However, today he will talk about living with multiple endocrine neoplasia type 1, known as MEN1, and also known as Wormer's syndrome. MEN1 is a rare heritable disorder that predisposes individuals to tumors in the pituitary and parathyroid glands, as well as the pancreas. Christian, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Arnav. I'm pretty happy to be here. Of course, thankful to have you on. So, you know, just for the the people that don't know you as well, do you want to just give a little introduction on your background? Um, you know, you know, maybe where you grew up, your family situation, things like that. Yes, sure. Um, so, I grew up uh, in Chile, in Santiago. Um, I'm a statistician. My bachelor's degree is a statistician, and then before going to study at the university, I developed uh, this rare illness at 17 years old, where I was quickly under a surgery on my neck. And then the doctor said, you will have this illness for your entire life. So you have to face it. So at that point, I thought, okay, I have to live with, I have to do whatever the doctor said to me. And then the illness came back after 10 years after that surgery. I developed some tumors on my brain. Then I developed new tumors on my parathyroid. Uh, they removed in a second surgery half of my thyroid. Then they gave me pills to treat my brain tumor. And then after five years after that, I developed new tumors on my pancreas. Uh, I have a huge surgery. Uh, I have to learn how to breathe again. I have, uh, they removed half of my pancreas, no jejunum, no gallbladder. It was a nightmare, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, so prior to 17, were you aware of what Men One was? No, I. I didn't know what every single organ was involved with and was useful for what uh, parathyroid, thyroid, uh, pituitary tumors, uh, pancreas. I didn't know what they do in your <laughs> in your system, right? And the doctor just explained me what was happening with me and what is going to change on my body. Yeah. And how did you, like, were you just getting a physical or how, how did they find out about, um, you know, you having men one? It was a weird case because they, uh, in, in Chile, they usually do like one year of physical control, as you said. Yeah. And they realized that I have a high calcium on my blood so then they told me that i need to see an endocrinologist which format my perspective but i didn't know what endocrinologists do Um, and then the endocrinologist trying to explain me why i have so much calcium in my blood and they perform different exams and then they realized that i have this weird 
illness. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess at, at 17, most people are carefree, you know, young, feel they're invincible. I'm curious, how did this change your perspective on life? Um, did you become like a lot more mature and things like that? Or how did this, um, you know, getting this diagnosis um, affect you? You are absolutely right. I felt invincible at 17 years old. But then doing all these uh, weird exams on me, I realized that, okay, I'm not invincible. I have to do whatever the doctors say to me and then follow every single instruction. It was a, a mind blowing for me at that point. Uh, but then you, you realize that for every single challenge, as you said, you will become more mature. Uh, and the way that you face tough things is going to follow you for your whole life. So it was a change on my mindset. Yeah. From, a, you know, an emotional standpoint uh, or a mental standpoint, um, were you fearful um, or, you know, were you suddenly, you know, a lot more aware of death and, and thinking about that? Yes. Yes. Uh, I change something that I change is spending my time and being grateful for what I was living. Um, I changed the way that I spend my time with my family, my dad and mom, my sister, my brother. I, I would say that I learned from being sick of what is being grateful for living, being alive, you know? Yeah, that's, I would say that after being sick at 17 years old, and after the surgery, I change and I try to think differently in my life. Yeah. Is there anything in terms of, you know, um, I know you had a parathyroidectomy, uh, you know, that surgery. Is there anything as you look back on that, um, you know, within that process that you would like to speak about? Uh, yes, it was my first surgery in all the surgeries that I have uh, in this illness. And you will face your first surgery with an illness that you don't understand. Like, whatever needs to be, you are going to do it. And after that surgery, they gave me, the doctors gave me, different pills for the brain team treatment and, and then uh, the problem with the calcium. And then I told them, if I have to take 10 pills per day, I'm going to do it. 
I'm gonna do it because I want to be healthy again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess so. For after that process, um, or even during that process, as you look back, is is there something you would say? That family and friends can do to be supportive. That's a very good question uh, because in every struggle, I can tell you they are who are the most suffering with your illness. Uh, in every single exam, in in every single blood test, surgeries, recovery. They are suffering a lot, and it's quite different if you are suffering the illness. Because in my case, I can take pills for suffering. If you feel pain, the doctor is going to give you a pills to treatment. Right? You are going to have a surgery if something is wrong. But then, with your family, there is nothing that they can relieve from what they are suffering with you alone. So. I would say focus on what matters in my case and in the family, share and enjoy every single moment. Simplicity, right? And if you can do any activities together to keep that the illness away and just enjoy that time with them, that is pretty good for the people who are suffering every single illness. And if you can enjoy any activity together, that is going to change where your mind is with the illness. That is going to keep you away and you will feel better. You don't need to think every single time that you're ill, you have uh, some health issues. That is a very good uh, advice, I would say, for the people who is suffering with you, the illness. Just keep your mind away and enjoy every single moment together did, did you have any mental low points or were you pretty mentally strong throughout this process yes i have actually i would say that i have uh, two low points and um, the first one okay they developed the illness at 17 then came back at 27 but then when they develop the new tumors on my pancreas that for me after two or three surgeries before was something that I, it wasn't good I, I was at that point i was pursuing an mba so i was studying i was doing TOEFL, gmat some tests to come to the us and study and it was very casual that they discovered the pancreas on my the tumors on my pancreas don't, were just for the insurance. I need to do some exams. And the doctor said, okay, we need to check how is your pancreas because we know that it, this illness could affect your pancreas. So we were in a small room and then with two or three different doctors. And then he said, we see something that should not be there. Uh, Probably you need to think what will be the next step. And that for me was, okay, what 
is happening with my life again. He tried to explain me that this is very serious illness and you should take uh, very serious because it's in the pancreas, right? The only way that this illness is developed that you have something wrong in your pancreas is when you have metastasis. And it could be because your kidneys are failing and something like that. It's, it's gonna be in like phase four. So for me, I got lucky that they developed right on time, but then it was pretty bad at the same time because I was pursuing my dream to come to the US study. And then I had to postpone like one year after doing the surgery, all the recoveries. Uh, and it was a very low point for me. And the second one was doing the, the meantime that I was doing the MBA in the US. Uh, in the first year, the oncologist, after I brought all my exams in here and I have my oncologist and every single doctor in here, the oncologist at some point when I did the PET scan on my pancreas just to see if everything is going well, the oncologist called me and she said, we saw some image on your stomach that it shouldn't be there. And uh, she said, probably could be a metastasis. So I was so afraid at that moment that everything came back again. So she told me next step, we need to do a biopsy. We did the biopsy and she called me again after one day and she told me that uh, the hospital lost my biopsy. It was crazy for me at that yeah. point, at that moment. Um, so as always, the mindset is very important. I ask, okay, what is the next step? Because you still feel the pain. And she said, we need to do it again as soon as possible. And I thought, okay, I put all my thoughts in, okay, we are going to do it again. Everything is going to be fine. We did it again. And she told me that it's just a new tumor, but it's not metastasis, it's not the same illness. So at that point, I was focused on the results and everything went very good. It doesn't matter the process that we have. It, doesn't, it didn't matter at that point, they lost it. Okay, that's fine for me. What I need to do to go through to this process and get healthy again is every single surgery I been focused on what is my mindset to approach to get the best solution as soon as possible and recovery full recovery yeah yeah how much you know going back closer to 2003 time period like as you went through you know college and things like that like when you're meeting new friends is that like um how much would you talk about this aspect of your life and um you know, things like that. Can you repeat the, the like, question? Yeah, like when you were make new friends in life, you know, say from 2004 to, you know, 2013, that time period, like, would you talk about this? Or like, how, how do you, you know, is or were you pretty private with this? Or how did you approach that aspect of, 
um, you know, letting new people in your life know about this? I love the question. I love, uh, I simply love the question. Every single time that I met new people at the college, university, uh, the MBA, just meeting people of life. If I know that they are struggling with something, I would share as soon as possible what I, I struggle in my past or keep doing it. And why? Because if I can motivate people, if I can help them with anything, anything, I will do it. If I can use my whole story, what I live, I'm going to do it. I'm the happiest guy just to helping people. If I can talk with them, encourage whatever you are suffering, let's go together. I'm, I'm in the same corner that you are. Let's go together. And I enjoy that. I, I've been helping people. Whenever I can do it, I will do it. And I, that's a very good question because the way that I approach everything, if I know that they are struggling with something, I will make like four different questions. The first one will be, okay, what are you worried about? What is your biggest concern today in your life? It could be professional, personal, health, whatever you want to share with me, just tell me. Then I will ask a second question. Do you have any regrets in your life? Just to make them think about what decision in, in your life would you have a do it differently? And then why? Just to know them, what they are facing right now. The third one is what if you have one desire in life, what it will be? Just to understand what they are facing, what they are struggling, how they can be overcome to that struggle. And the last one will be, do you think that your life has been unfair? And I can tell you, Arnab, after sharing my whole story, everyone is struggling out there with their own challenges. But you can, when you do these questions, just to understand what they are facing, then you can help them. If you want, if you try to give some advice to anyone without understanding what they are living, what they are going through, that is going to be just an advice. If you understand the right moment, what they are living, the environment, what are the challenges, then you can face the same problem in the same corner with them and help them with the process. And I love it. I love it. I, my best friends, every single person that I met, that I helped, that is a huge reward for yourself. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, what's, what is the process like from 2003 to 2013 in terms of, like, are you, every year, do you get a, you know, PET scans and things like that? And is that how in 2014 they they discovered the hyper um, calcemia again? Yes. So 
once you face this illness, it's going to be always with you. And the oncologist, the doctor said, we need to perform every single year something, the MRI for my brain, the, the tumor of my brain, we need to do a scintigram exam for your neck. We need to do blood tests. We need to do a PET scan on my pancreas every single year. So yeah, but there's only one time that I'm worried every single year. But after that, I feel alive again. Yeah. Yeah. So 2014, they find um, hypercalcemia again, and you get a second parathyroidectomy performed. Um, you know, any anything that you want to share from, you know, the 2014 year? Yeah. So, uh, as I said, for that, the second surgery was I was taking pills, uh, the positive mindset. And it's something that also I learned from, from you, uh, how to sustain the positive mindset. And I listened. It makes sense for me because I did at that time. I I didn't listen to you, right? But <laughs> now listen to your podcast. It makes so much sense for me that how you face every single problem in your life, then it's gonna keep with you in your whole life, and how to sustain that positive mindset. Do not victimize you. So don't say that this is not fair. Just find a solution. That is a good way to maintain. The attitude is everything. How to face the problems, that's find a solution. That's all. And if you got a problem, focus every single process on finding the solution. And I did it for that second surgery. I learned from the first one that, okay, I need to go, I, I need to finish whatever I need to finish for this surgery, I'm gonna do it. And I was focused on the results, getting healthy as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, you know, uh, during, you know, before 2017, you know, 2014 to 2017, you know, um you got married i'm curious you know with a significant other is there i mean is there something that you would you would tell other people in this similar position in terms of you know things that the significant other should know or you know i, I don't even know but is there any aspect of that when you're um you know, committed to someone um, that you would talk about or, or give advice on? I would say nowadays uh, I find, I would say I found one sentence that it makes, it made sense for me. Uh, and I told my wife every single day, today, is the best day of my life. And it's because of 
And every single day, I will find something to put in that sentence at the end. So, for example, today is the best day of my life because I'm sharing with you my whole history. If I can encourage other people with my history, today is the best day of my life. I, I can reach out more people because of you, right? And I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, so 2017, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, you get an ultrasound done. They find a lesion in the pancreas. Uh, do you want to talk about, um, you know, this time period in your life? And, um, you know, I, th- this was life-saving surgery, correct? At yes. this point, yeah. Yes, and I can tell you that at that point, I didn't know what the same that Steve Jobs said. I didn't know what the pancreas was. Uh, They explained me um, that it's quite difficult to find any lesion on your pancreas because it's a quite illness you won't realize. Uh, As I told you, with some failure, in your kidneys, you is the only way that you will realize, okay, something is going wrong with my health, right? And I was so lucky that I had those exams with the doctors. And because just, just because they want to perform something in my pancreas, otherwise I wouldn't realize I'm probably uh, pass away after a few months or a year. Mm. and I've been grateful for that Uh, I got lucky I'm a positive person I always saw that in my life every single challenge, every single illness every single new tumor I'm lucky I'm lucky and at that point in the pancreas I'm the happiest guy in the world. I love to feel alive after that. That, for me, was, I can tell you that was the worst surgery. The recovery took a lot, lot of time. Uh, it wasn't as easy as the surgeries on my neck the two times before. And the way that I approached was, I think, the best way that I could do. Uh, I can tell you that the surgeon came to me and told me after the surgery, okay, you have morphine, a button that you can press 10 times per day. It's gonna release like small amount of morphine, but it's gonna help you with the pain. And I just look at him and he told me, but, Every single person that I did the surgery and press that button every single day and 10 times per day, they took two or three weeks more for the recovery. And I was so focused on being healthy again that I never pressed that button. I just visualized me 
enjoying with my family out of the hospital. That's that's the mindset. Uh, whatever the process needs to be, I'm gonna do it as fast as possible, at the best way that I can do it. But I'm gonna get the full recovery as soon as possible. And I did it. And the surgeon came to me after two weeks, and he said, "Look, this is the first time that I see someone that never pressed the button, and he's getting out of the hospital as so fast." And he he said, "Congratulations, you made it." <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, in, in 2019, um, you know, you, there was discovered to be a new tumor, uh, desmoid tumor. Um, I, I believe you didn't have to do any surgery. You got pills. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say about the 2019 time period? At that point, uh, it was the problem that the oncologist told me. Uh, they thought, okay, this is a, a new tumor, but it's not on the same that we saw before. It's not on the pancreas. It's not on your neck. It's not on your brain. So this is very weird tumor. And they said, okay, could be metastasis, right? And and they performed the biopsy. Uh, they lost it. They did it. They did it again. Uh, I can tell you that for that process, where I didn't have a surgery, but the biopsy was lost. It was so important the way that the attitude that I have, uh, positive mindset. What needs to be done? to finish as soon as possible. Doing it again, and then they told me, okay, this is very good news because it's not metastasis, but you need to take some pills because it's a huge tumor, which is, it's okay, but uh, you need to reduce the, uh, how big is the tumor? So. And I told the, 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 my oncologist, I told, that's okay with me. I'm taking enough pills. And if, if I have to take 10 more pills per day, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm so focused on the results and resolve every single problem with my health issues. So she said, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> How do you... Um deal with fear well uh fear i i can tell you enough that fear is in your mind uh this is a tough question uh, i will say that Every single time that I face a new challenge, that's a fear for me. How I deal with that challenge or that fear is trying to find a reward at the end. 
if I feel fear of having every single time a new surgery, I will visualize me enjoying with any single person that I love to be with, enjoying with my friends, but having dinner. So visualize after the struggle, where do you want to be? And I can tell you that for me, not even having surgeries, taking new pills, going through the process of having an MRI, PET scan, taking more pills, that is the way that I face the fear. Visualize yourself with some reward at the end. Yeah. Do you, um, you know, the, all of these surgeries and the pills obviously have physical effects, you know, mood swings, um, you know, tiredness, things like that. How have you dealt with those physical effects? And like, you know, even in 2017, you had to do a lot of physical therapy. Um, you said you had to learn how to breathe. The physical aspect of all these things, you know, any thoughts on that? Yes. Um, I, I can tell you that and it's important to understand why. I love my job. My job is like 60, 70% of my life. Why? Every single time that I had a surgery, in the past, I asked for my computer. The question is why? Being sitting at hospital, lay down, doing nothing, that is gonna kill your mind. You're gonna feel like crazy. Feel, feeling useful, just probably send an email. That is gonna be very good to keep your mind away from the hospital. I can tell you that for me, the mindset is very important. And if you ask me how to deal with any single process, right now, feeling that I'm helping other people with my job is one of the things that it makes me happy. Not only in my life, you can help people just having a conversation, encourage people, going with them in any single struggle. But also with your job, with the daily job, you can help people. And that for me is something that I enjoy also in my life. Yeah. Uh I'm curious, do you have any opinion on hospital visits and, you know, friends and family visiting you, you know, after surgery or something like that? You know, um, you know, when you're laying in bed um, and friends or family come to you, what was your thought? Like, do you want them to, you know, just watch TV with you and be there and support? Do you want them to 
you know what 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 was your um biggest help um if they did something for you just having a conversation what they are doing outside the hospital the same that their job having a conversation what what is happening in the world outside the hospital that is going to help you with taking your brain out of the hospital and see other people's lives and people that you care of for me i have most of the surgeries i have i can tell you several different friends visit me at the hospital and i still remember few of them that when they saw me after the pancreas surgery which was the worst they i i felt i see i saw through them and i i saw their eyes like uh suffering with me and i can still remember those friends when they look at me and they suffer with me you will never forget that moment because you feel it and that is going to give you if it's a good friend is going to be the best friend uh they suffer with you it's the same that we talk about with the family they are the people who is suffering most the most and it's good to see them at the hospital uh but i was in shock to see them suffering with me uh, yeah yeah you know christian just from a third party perspective right the adversity you've been given in life um if you were very negative and if you were had a bad you know view of life right i wouldn't blame you right from my perspective you know i'm curious how how did you develop this positive mindset and not you know you have every right to be angry to be negative you know to curse um how did you develop that mindset i realized that everyone has problems every single person is a different world out there i realized that because i saw it people who victimize themselves people who said this is not fair and people who focus who spend too much time trying to see why they have those problems i mean the why is okay if you spend the right amount of time and move of what i need to do i saw too many people struggling 
and victimize themselves instead of focusing on how can I solve this problem. In my case, it's just genetics. So I didn't focus on, okay, is it my grandparent? Is it my mom, my dad? No, I said, it's okay. It's not up to me. It just happened. But then what needs to be done? And that is going to be enough for every single challenge that I will face in the future. Okay, this is happening. The why is okay, but just spend five minutes, 10 minutes. Ask you, okay, why this happened to me? Is it my responsibility? If it's not, that's okay. If it's my responsibility, okay. How can I solve it? How can I avoid this problem in the future? And that's for every single problem in your life. You find the why, okay, what is the next step? What is the solution? What is the process that I need to do to, to go to, to find the solution? And then do whatever it takes to do and get that solution. Yeah. Was there ever a point where you felt like you couldn't do this? You couldn't continue to be positive or you couldn't go through this physical therapy or you couldn't continue with life? I can tell you, I can assure you that most of the people will, thought, will have the same thoughts on it. I will say no. Why? Because I have too many friends. I have my family. I have too many people caring about me that this is not about me. It's about them. Then that's the first one. The second one is there are too many people that needs help. And I'm getting ready to help them. I'm always telling people, everyone is focused on, I want to help people, but I need money to help people. And I say, why do you need money? A lot of people just, what they need is just to be listened. And that's why I love your podcast. Mm -hmm. People can learn from other people. There is no problem in life that other person faced in the past. So if you can use your experience, what was the process that you did to resolve that problem? That is going to be a huge for one person that is waiting to hear about that experience. So that's the second point. There are a lot of people waiting to be listened, to share what was your struggle and how can you help them. That's huge for me also. Yeah. How, how um, do you deal with anxiety and stress? You know, if you go back to your 2017 self and, you know, the doctors are telling you, you know, if, if you don't get the surgery, you know, in a year and a half, you might like if we hadn't found this out, you might have died, you know, in a year and a half. That's a lot to, <laughs> you know, obviously there's the posi positive that they 
they saw it or they found it. Um, but that's a lot of anxiety that if you don't do this surgery, um, there's a chance, you know, you, you, you die. Um, how have, how have you dealt with stress and anxiety? Yes. So I have two points to answer that question. The first one was at 17, I was too young to face any problem. And the doctor, the endocrinologist who handled a lot of different patients, she told me because I was, for me, was mind blown, right? And then she saw me, my expression, and she asked me, how do you feel? And I felt like, I don't know what to do. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, what should I do? I should spend more time at the hospital, do it more. And she said, stop overthinking. Just do your life as you were not illness. You don't have any illness. Don't overthink about what is happening to you. Just do a normal life. And that for me was the best advice. I don't spend too much time thinking, okay, what's happening to me? Why is this new problem? That was the best advice that she gave it to me. And the second one is something that I realized between the first and the second surgery. I was doing my normal life, but then I thought it should be something that I should be doing on a daily basis because I could be dead. And then before the pancreas, I thought, okay, what I enjoy the most. And I put a list with at least 15 different things that I would enjoy on a daily basis. So it could be a holidays, it could be a trip, but then simple things so for me running reading a book going out at dinner having conversation with my dad my mom enjoying with my sister my brother those things i enjoy on a daily basis and one of the surgeries i just want to walk walk outside but I couldn't, and the hospital was, no, I didn't have one window in that time. So today, if I can walk outside, it's a sunny day, and you can breathe. That for me is something that I enjoy on a daily basis, simple things. And as I told you, with that, I developed the today's the best day of my life because of, and I found it. I found it. exercising, everything. And something that also you say, you said, body and mind should be connected, right? To keep or sustain the positive mindset. If I feel healthy because I'm running outside, I'm getting good food for my body, my mind is going to be healthy. 
Also. So you you you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a tough question, and, and you can say no to it. Um, you know, I, I I'm curious if someone's in a similar position to you, and they're listening, and and they said, okay, I want to get Christians, you know, positive mindset, and so they listen and they hear, okay, I need to be, you know, go through the challenge and where do I see myself? How do I visualize where I'm going to be after this? If they're struggling to see that visualization of I'm going to, you know, come out of these surgeries and be healthy, or I'm going to, you know, if they're struggling with that hope of, seeing that visualization are there any strategies that come to mind i think it's related with uh, also the mindset and there are different ways so for example if if the body and the mind is connected and you see that from unhealthy food you won't feel okay. But then if you change that process to getting food that is healthy for your life, you will see minor changes. And at the end, you'll see that that is going to change the way that you face some problems. So if you can use these lifestyle factors, if you can change a minor things, because you're right, probably... Not everyone is going to have a problem, see the solution uh, because they change the mindset and they cannot visualize the reward at the end. But I will say, okay, that huge reward for me that having dinner with my family, enjoy single moments, I will say that you can break it down in small rewards. Because if you don't get it at the end, with this process that it could take months, it could take weeks, or if you are good, it could take just days. You need to focus in something that is gonna be near, like small reward. I will say focus on, and every, everyone can see that the baby steps is very good because you will see baby rewards also. Focus on small steps and not at the end if you cannot do the process of the huge reward. One day at a time. That is very important. Very important. Yeah. As you look at um, life, right, um, and especially for those of us that have never had a, a chronic illness or a um, life-threatening, you know, surgery. Um, is there like how is that? Is there an outlook on life that you'd like to, you know, share with us in terms of, you know, not getting into petty drama and things like like life is bigger than that or like. How is, how is this, how is your life journey 
um, maybe formed your outlook of life or what is your outlook on life? I would say I found my purpose because of the humans. And it's going to sound crazy, but my purpose in life is to help people, is to encourage people, is to go with them with any single problem that they could face, go with them, see them on the same corner, listen to them. Because at the end, if you want to help people, you have to listen what they are living, right? But then nobody will understand what kind of problem you're living because it's a very particular reason that they are living that. So I would say that you can get an approach if you listen to them first and with that approach you will feel like suffering quite similar not the same quite similar and from that perspective you can help them so for me finding that purpose but most important how can i help people so i found that process of listening listening people and then the reward is they are going to call you they are going to have a good talk with you and they're going to say thank you thank you for listening to me thank you for helping with that process thank you because we found a solution together if you feel like you have the same problem, that is going to be the best approach that you can have to help anyone. And the purpose that I found keeps, keeps me alive, keeps, keeps me fighting every single new challenge in my life. And with you and I can reach out more people. I can help more people. Uh, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. No, thank you. Um you know, Christian, we've we've talked about a good amount. Uh you know, from 2003, 14, 17, 19. Um you know, is is there something that you wanted to pass on to us? Obviously, you have a a very unique um story and perspective on life. Is there anything else that you would like to pass on or something that we didn't talk about that you wanted to? Just one sentence I will ask the people. What makes you happy? And pursue it. Pursue it. For me, it was really with my purpose. I'm very happy to help people. Uh, if you find your purpose and you can accomplish that purpose on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, monthly, on your life, it is depending on the purpose. That is going to make you happy. So find what makes you happy. Uh, that 
with the time, I realized that you could be, it's, life is like a roller coaster, right? You could be as high as possible, then very low. You will find huge problems in your life, but then you will be happy at some point. But then again, something is going to happen. So if you can find the balance, and how you can find the balance is what makes you happy. At the end, if you found what you have, what makes you happy, it doesn't matter how how low was the lowest point in your life. Yeah, yeah, no, that's terrific, uh, Christian. If if um... You know, anybody wants to reach out to you or support anything that you're doing, um, is there a best way to do that? Yes, yes. Uh, I can uh, give you my email address or my telephone number. I'm very happy uh, to help to helping people. So uh, if you want, you can write it down uh, yeah. on, on the podcast or... Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Yes, you can put even my my WhatsApp. I would say that there is no excuse if anyone wants to reach out to me and need help, need to be listened, if they are struggling with any single problem, there is no excuse. You can share my email, you can share my WhatsApp, my phone number, they can test me and I'll be the happiest guy in the world if I can reach out more people and help more people yeah this one awesome. yeah, yeah how do you want to be remembered and first i want to be remembered so at that point if i reach out more people i want that anyone can say okay he helped me when I was struggling. I want to be remembered that at some point I helped the most quantity of people that I could have helped. Yeah. 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 No, thank you. Um, Christian, I, I just want to acknowledge you, man. I, I don't know if you have the perspective to, to look at how strong you are and to see how much of a superhero you are. Um, personally, just um, being able to go through, you know, the adversity that you've been through, um, you know, from a 17 year old kid to, you know, 27 to, you know, you know, um, 29, when, whenever, you know, the big, big surgeries were, but, um, you know, you you know, obviously this was set up uh, because you changed someone else's life, a mutual friend of ours, you know, shout out to Pujita, um, you know, and um, that that's a, that's an incredible gift that, uh, you know, we had never met before. And, uh, you know, Puji thought of uh, you, you know, as a guest, uh, when I was talking to her, um, it shows a lot about your character and that you are living your life's purpose of helping people. Um, 
helping others um, through adversity, through the struggle, through, you know, seeing the positive mindset, looking, visualizing, you know, solutions and things like that. So, um, you know, just thank you for that. And thank you for being willing to talk about, um, you know, these things, um, men one, especially, and uh, trying to inspire other people that, um, you know, get the disease uh, or, you know, disorder, um, you know, find inspiration in your story and the way you handle yourself. Um, that, that's incredible. So thank you, Christian. Thank you, Anava. And thanks to Puji to put you in my life and have this conversation. I, I appreciate, I appreciate your time and the people who is listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, just want to help people reach out my purpose. That's, that's all. Thank you. Thank you.